2021 recap, according to Brightfield Group, has been a positive year for cannabis. We looked at U.S. states falling like dominoes as they legalize more and more medical and adult use markets. Canadian cannabis market continues to grow on several fronts, including overall revenue and store openings and successful brand launches with other sizable countries and economies like uh, Mexico and Germany considering cannabis reform. The world of cannabis is widening and in the U.S. alone. Brightfield forecasts a $50 billion in sales by 2026. So we're going to take a look back and see what we learned in 2021 coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. We've talked a lot about consolidation. I think that Pfizer getting into the cannabis industry recently is a, another example. There was Air Wellness that got into Illinois, uh, 33 dispensary, dispensary 33 in Illinois. And then September Green Thumb Industries, they got three more dispensary licenses in Massachusetts. Uh, so companies are trying to expand and take advantage of kind of the lower um, speculation, speculative pricing as soon as these companies go public, then that's when those valuations go skyrocketing. So cannabis companies trying to acquire some U.S. companies, knowing that uh, federal legalization is on the way. So anticipating more of that consolidation. In the meantime, businesses kind of uh, start the acquisition process uh, on full speed. So we saw a, a quite the wave of uh, Legislation with New Jersey, New York, Virginia, New Mexico, Connecticut, all trying to legalize um, uh, in 2021 via their legislature. That was huge for cannabis stocks from November until about the end of January of 2021. And then we saw that 60% retracement from there. Um, some of the stripping of the um, Safe Banking Act or, or any kind of banking bill was unfortunate. Um, but there were introductions by both Democrats and Republicans. Um, so it looks like they, the, everybody wants it, everybody needs it, especially with quantitative easing and all the printing of money. They're going to need a, a fatter revenue source to fill those coffers. So uh, we don't have legalization yet, probably won't have it for a couple more years, but they're going to obviously keep kind of testing the waters until they get something. Um, and in the right time frame, 2023, 2024, uh, we might see something shift a little bit more seriously. We heard a lot more about cannabinoids than just CBD, Delta-8, uh, which can be taken and synthesized or created from hemp. And it's just a very, very light version. Think of like a Bud Light, very light version of THC. Um, CBN, kind of the CBD for nighttime. Uh, if you can want to look at it like that, CBG is great for uh, anti-inflammation or focus for some folks. So I think you'll be hearing a lot, maybe even CBL. I think that has to be uh, manufactured. THCV is supposedly for weight loss. So you'll be hearing a lot more than just THC and CBD. So Brightfield says that brand should innovate and create products that consumers will love. Uh, maybe not the message that um, you know Tilray was embracing as they were trying to sell to soccer moms, merged and then lost you know at least half of their um, their support base as they found other products. So. Uh, definitely retiring that stoner stereotype, moving to uh, different consumer approaches, more normal um, 
trying to grab emotional connections or just brand recognition, um, things that you kind of um, can relate to either emotional connection or uh, ailments, even though they can't really advertise for that, but um, looking at uh, product types for certain consumers that are more likely to purchase than the average user. You can see uh, vape carts, uh, consumers in their 20s are the dominant ones for that. Concentrates millennial women using cannabis multiple times a day at 44%. And then for drinks, that's men in their 40s at around 40%. Moving into 2022, cannabis markets will continue shifting alongside global policy and pandemic-related changes. The industry is headed towards a broader legalization and increasingly sophisticated competition. Cannabis operators should continue tending to the changes in existing consumer needs while also learning from established markets. Assessing developed markets on an ongoing basis allows for a better understanding of how newer markets might evolve. If you could take those lessons from the past into the present, you're going to be prepared for the future success in the dynamic cannabis landscape. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.